0: This episode of On the Record is brought to you by Walterside Powertrain Group, a global industry leader for highly engineered, mission-critical powertrain systems and complete in-service support for the world's leading off-highway and industrial equipment manufacturers. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. Case IH dealership group Titan Machinery turned in a strong performance during the first quarter of its fiscal year 2020 ended April 30, 2019. During a conference call with analysts following release of the quarterly report, David Meyer, Titan Machinery's chairman and CEO, pointed to the retirement of the remaining principal balance of the original $150 million senior convertible note as setting the stage to explore new acquisitions. Meyer said that the balance sheet remains strong and puts Titan in a good position as acquisition opportunities arise. Currently, Titan Machinery operates a network of 74 North American heavy equipment dealerships, 48 AG and 26 construction, in North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, Minnesota, Montana, Nebraska, Wyoming, Wisconsin, Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico. The group also operates 30 European dealerships in Romania, Bulgaria, Serbia, Germany, and Ukraine. Mark Calvota, Titan's CFO, said, Getting that convert behind us is big and critical. We believe there's a lot of opportunity, particularly on the domestic ag side and the length of this trough cycle that we have been in. There are good opportunities to go out and get some good quality acquisitions done on the ag side. He adds that Titan is focused on that and acquisitions are a top priority in regard to capital allocation. Regarding acquisitions, Meyer added they like the upper Midwest footprint Titan is in and believe there is ample opportunities. He says the industry is still fairly fragmented, dealer principles continue to age, and some dealerships have capital challenges. We definitely believe we have some good opportunities for acquisitions, either in contiguous regions or in the same footprint that we are in today. This week's Dealers on the Move are Ohio Ag Equipment, Pepe Machinery, and Pattison Agriculture. Echo Dealer Ohio Ag Equipment is acquiring North Central Ag based in Huron County, Ohio. This brings Ohio Ag's total locations to seven. John Deere dealership group Pape Machinery acquired Team Power, a California-based John Deere dealership. With the acquisition, Pape now has 22 locations in Oregon, Washington, California, and Idaho. Pattison Agriculture, a John Deere dealer with locations in Saskatchewan and Manitoba, opened a new facility in Leader, Saskatchewan. The new space includes 9,600-square-foot showroom, an 8,400-square-foot service shop, a parts warehouse, and offices. Now here's Associate Research Editor Ben Thorpe, filling in for Jack Zemlicka with the latest from the Technology Corner.
1: Thanks, Kim. Based on findings from the 2019 Precision Farming Dealer Survey, this year shows a four-year low for dealers offering precision service packages to farmers. However, there was a shift on how dealers are billing their support. Charging by the hour remained the most popular method, but only half of respondents preferred it over other options. For example, annual contracts are on the rise as the primary method for billing precision services, from just under 13% in 2018 to more than 20% this year. Charging per acre for services ranked at 14%, with another 14% of dealers saying they don't bill for precision services at all, the highest number in four years. Several dealers cited gaining traction with billable service as their primary challenge leading into 2020. Survey results showed the most common services for dealers to bill for were hardware installation, in-season tech support, and correction signal subscription, with the least common being aerial imagery and analysis, seed and fertilizer recommendations, and custom application. Dealers included that a key challenge in getting customers to invest has been demonstrating the value of a support plan. Nearly half of dealers showed a 51% success rate on year-to-year customer renewals. Back to you, Kim.
0: Thanks, Ben. Following a visit to John Deere's new Intelligence Solutions Group, headquartered in Des Moines, Iowa, during the last week of May, Stanley Elliott, analyst with Stiefel, says he sees opportunities with Deere working to monetize its data platform as well as commercialize technologies acquired in the Blue River deal. He adds Blue River has potential to redefine farmer input costs and drive increased farmer budget mix toward Deere. Deer acquired Blue River Technology in 2017, calling the Sunnyvale California Group a leader in applying machine learning to agriculture. Prior to the acquisition, Blue River had successfully applied machine learning to agricultural spraying equipment, and Deere said it was confident that similar technology could be used in the future on a wider range of products. According to Elliot, Blue River leverages computer vision and advances in machine learning to train a neutral net to recognize weeds versus crops on a 2 to 3 millimeter plant. With this, deer expects to commercialize a product within the next couple of years that will be able to reduce herbicide spraying by 80% plus by targeting spraying directly at weeds as opposed to spraying an entire crop. Further advancements could also direct fertilizer at only crops and not weeds. Together, these technologies could significantly reduce the reliance on seed with numerous traits or at least in theory eliminate the need for seed traits entirely, says Elliot. He points out that herbicide, fertilizer, and seeds together account for 50 to 70% of a farmer's variable costs, while machinery depreciation and maintenance only accounts for about 10%. Elliot says, over time, we see potential for farmers to dramatically decrease the mix of input costs from herbicides, fertilizers, and seed by leveraging products developed using Blue River's AI technology, while at the same time dramatically increasing input cost mix on machinery depreciation, maintenance, and software. The Ag Economy Barometer, which measures producer sentiment based upon a mid-month survey of 400 U.S. ag producers, dropped again in May to 101. That's 14 points lower than April's reading and the lowest reading since October 2016. The barometer is managed by Purdue University's Center for Commercial Agriculture. For the second month in a row, the decline in farmer sentiment can be attributed to big declines in both the index of current conditions, which fell from 99 in April to 84 in May, and the index of future expectations, which fell from 123 in April to 108 in May. Purdue's James Minert and Michael Langemeyer say this month's declines in the barometer and its two sub-indices effectively erased all of the large improvements in farmer sentiment that took place following the November 2016 election. The survey also asks producers about making large investments in their farming operations, including machinery purchases. This is measured by the Large Farm Investment Index. In May, it dropped by 11 points to 37. This is the lowest value since data collection began in fall 2015. This latest survey was conducted in mid-May in the midst of a wet spring planting season, but prior to USDA's announcement that a second round of trade dispute payments would be made to U.S. crop producers in 2019. Since the survey was conducted, corn prices have improved. The July 2019 contract closed at $4.27, which was up 71 cents from the April close, which could have a positive impact on farmer sentiment and potential equipment purchases. As the trade wars continue to wage in the U.S., farm equipment sales numbers mirror the uncertainty within the industry. U.S. sales saw minimal growth in most categories while Canada dropped in all but two, according to the latest Association of Equipment Manufacturers sales data. In the U.S., total two-wheel drive tractor sales increased by a slight 1.6 percent versus May of 2018. Broken down by horsepower, under 40 horsepower tractors experienced a small 0.7 percent growth, 40 to 100 horsepower tractor sales grew 2.9 percent, and tractors over 100 horsepower saw an 8.6 percent growth in sales. Total four-wheel drive tractor sales increased by 1.6% compared to May of 2018 and 6.3% for year-to-date sales from 2018. Overall, total farm tractor sales experienced 1.6% growth, which is largely overshadowed by the 13% drop in sales for combines. While U.S. numbers may have seen slight increases, Canada saw major decreases. Sales of under 40 horsepower and 100 plus horsepower two-wheel drive tractors were the only categories that experienced growth for Canada. The rest of the categories declined in sales, with some seeing drop-offs as bad as 20.8% for 40-100 to horsepower tractors and 56.4% for total four-wheel drive tractors. Charlie Glass, chairman emeritus of the Farm Equipment Manufacturers Association and contributor for Ag Equipment Intelligence, says the agriculture economy can only be described as bleak at this time and the sentiment among U.S. farmers continues to match that outlook. At the same time, sentiments remained positive about the long-range future of the industry. And now from the Implement and Tractor archives, in 1933, both International Harvester and Deering Company offered price guarantee plans similar to plans in place for 1932. However, the 1933 price guarantee plans extended over their entire farm machinery lines. The basic crop prices under the guarantees were 70 cents per bushel for number two hard wheat, 45 cents per bushel for number two yellow corn, and 8.5 cents a pound for Midland cotton. According to an Implement and Tractor article from that period, another elaboration in the crop plans of the two companies provided for handling 80% of the purchase price of all machines costing less than $150 under the guarantee plan during 1933. The article quotes International Harvester as saying, We believe that present crop prices will show a gradual improvement, and we also believe that if the farmer is assured a fair price for his 1933 crops, he will purchase the implements which he needs. We have decided, therefore, to give American agriculture again, as we did in 1932, the assurance of a fair price for wheat, corn, and cotton on this year's purchases of equipment from us in so far as 1933 payments, therefore, are concerned. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to Schmidt at lestermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.